Welcome to Signs of Hope, a series by Mater Day Radio, telling the stories of how God is working in the Pacific Northwest. My name is Sarah Kinsey, your host, and I'm so excited to invite you along with us as we discover how God is active here in our local Catholic community in Oregon and Southwest Washington. To hear the inspiration behind this project, please feel free to listen to our short introductory episode and make sure to watch the video components of this series, which can be found on our website, our YouTube channel, and on the free Hail Mary media app. Our first feature for this Signs of Hope project was with the Franciscan Sisters of the Eucharist in Bridal Veil, Oregon. One of my favorite parts about this project was getting to hear the unique life experiences of these three different sisters that I talked to. In this episode, I am sharing some of my conversation with Sister Anne Claire Keeler, who currently works at the Franciscan Montessori Earth School in Portland, which is run by her order. Sister Anne Claire shared that as a young teacher, she became involved in Montessori schools and that led her to the Franciscan Sisters. My former field was in Germanic studies and literature, English literature. I met a group of, of teachers who were Montessori teachers and um, relating to this abbey in Connecticut. These sisters at the abbey of Regina Laos were starting a little Montessori school. I was reading a little bit more about uh, Maria Montessori and I thought it was fascinating. And I was thinking that I would love to have more of this interdisciplinary understanding of education at the university level, which has really subsequently happened in many ways. But um, I uh, started to meet with them. And that's how I got interested in Montessori at all, because I didn't know really anything about it. As I met at this one meeting that we had together, it was suggested that I take Montessori training. And uh, so I found myself going down to the, the Italian embassy, getting my visa, and I, so I headed off to Bergamo, Italy, to take my training. Not knowing Italian at that point, it was simultaneously translated, fortunately. And then I went to Ireland after that to do an internship. And so it's that point that I came back and um, I met Sister Francine, who was visiting the Mother House at that time and invited me out here. One thing that I have found so fascinating as I've gotten to know the Franciscan Sisters of the Eucharist is that they engage in professions that align with their own individual talents and passions. And they also use these gifts to bring Christ into the wider church and into the world. You can really see this at play in the life of Sister Anne Claire. At this point in her journey, she had already had some incredible training and experiences and travel. She had also gotten to know the Franciscan sisters, who invited her to come out to Oregon to work in this new Montessori school that they were starting. Sister shared with me that her father had recently passed away and she was looking for something new in her life. And so her plan was to move out to Oregon for just a few years, or at least that's what she thought. Sister Anne Claire started working at the Franciscan Montessori Earth School in Portland back in 1978. 
I met with a sister, Mary Michael Costello, who was the foundress of our center here. The more I did that, and the more I knew Sister Francine, I thought I could maybe live this life. <laughs> um, but it hadn't entered into my mind to really to be a Franciscan. I didn't really know too much about the Franciscans. I, my sister was a Benedictine, and so I had an idea of cloistered life, but I couldn't quite make that step <laughs> to be a cloistered sister. It took me maybe a year or so to decide whether I want, really wanted to be a monastic sister or I wanted to be an active sister. I asked Sister Anne Claire about this time of working alongside the sisters in the school and what was it that made her want to join them as a sister herself? First of all, I found them very, very joyful. And not Pollyanna, <laughs> not at all, um, because first of all, we were all digging in, rolling up our sleeves and digging in, and this house needed a lot of work. Um, I would come out and help them. But I think there was just, there was an excitement and uh, a real love among the sisters. A sister, Margaret, who, who lived here, who was an incredible uh, cook, <laughs> and uh, she had been a, in a big hospital and knew how to really serve everyone. I learned from her every person she gave her very intimate attention to, as if you were the only person that was important in her life, you know. And I found... Uh, I found just this love of the of creation that I always had cherished. When we grow up, we think of Francis and the birds and preaching to the birds, and those nice little sentimental stories. But when you're actually digging into the ground and you're working with the earth and you're also building at the same time, it's a Franciscan experience that is pretty close <laughs> to Francis and his brothers with that feminine understanding of Claire, which I found very, very attractive. At the same time, you're a woman of the world. Am I going to give up everything and be a sister, part of them? You always have those questions of what's your future. <laughs> um, however, I remember Sister Francine saying to me, you know, I can't promise that you'll be happy, but I can promise you continue that effort and the Lord will love you in that process. So I just took a step and, you know, I've never regretted it. <laughs> I really haven't. And you wonder, you know, what would it be like if you did this or that? But then when you look back, you can see the Lord leading Sister Anne Claire first entered the Franciscan Sisters in 1981, and she made her first profession as a sister in 1985. She shared some more incredible experiences with me that she had in her new life as a Franciscan Sister of the Eucharist. Because I did have another advanced degree, I was sent to Canada, taught up there, 
in the, in the literature area. But I also taught a class in uh, monastery principles and moral and spiritual values in education. And from that point I was sent to Rome. I worked um, for the secretary of the Pontifical Council for Culture for about three years. And then I worked at the press office. This was during the papacy of John Paul, Pope St. John Paul II. So it was a very exciting time. Then the school had been developing all of this time, and so they were asking would I consider coming back. At this point, Sister Anne Claire returned to Portland to work in the Franciscan Montessori Earth School yet again, both for the middle and high school ages. For some time, she also taught writing at Mount Hood Community College. It was interesting, really. It was very, it was fun, and had a lot of the attitudes of Montessori teaching I transferred actually to the, to the college level. We had a very good time, really very interesting, good discussions. I, I so enjoyed the students. Many of them were studying English you know, as a second language, or they were trying to make up classes that they never had before. And so their life experience, their essays were very interesting to read you know, and to discuss. And so. Sister Anne Claire is currently the curriculum director at the Franciscan Montessori Earth School, and she also teaches religious studies in the middle school. I asked her what are the kind of interactions and discussions that she has with her students. I think our students today are really searching. They're really searching. Of course, I come in dressed like this, um, they're not going to stand up anymore and say, good morning, sister. So they want to know for real, are you real? You know, are you going to meet me where I am? Are you going to answer the questions that I've got? Do you really understand life? <laughs> so those are the kinds of discussions that I, I have found that really, that when we can really focus on where they are, what they really need, but also for teaching, you know, because so many young people today want to know their faith or they want to know that the Bible is real. You know, They love to learn about all different other kinds of religions. That's the first thing. Are you going to teach us about world religions? Sure. Oh, you are? You know, <laughs> like I would know something about that. And I think when they see that you have, you're ready with an answer, or you're ready with a probing question that they have to answer, then I think there, there's a real communication. And sometimes you can answer it for a young person. You just have to say, this is what the Lord is saying in this scriptural passage, or this is what um, we've interpreted as. Live with it a while. They come back. Let's talk again. But I, I feel if young people, if young people know they're received by you, we're not trying to impose. We're inviting. Uh, then there is a communication that I think really lasts. And I found that I, I found it also very challenging. Some days you think, well. That was a bust, you know. <laughs> uh, 
I didn't get through at all, or maybe I didn't know how to get through, you know, maybe I, I didn't find the right tact. I think as a teacher, um, you're always trying to pursue and go a little bit deeper, try to find the angle that a young person, 12, 13, 14, is going to listen to. And sometimes we hit it and sometimes we don't, you know. However, I, I was very inspired this year that in our graduation, the speeches were, I think, very heartwarming. I think they meant what they said, <laughs> that they all got a whole lot of out, out of what we, what we were teaching them. But I also think um, that they, pers they pursued a little bit further and all chose to go to Catholic high schools. So I'm very, very grateful for that. It could have been just this particular group, but you never know. So you do a little piece, you do a little, you take another little step, and you feel that if we pray hard enough to, if the Lord is moving us, something that we have said of his truth will be caught. And we never know. They are going to make their own choices in life. But they will remember somewhere along the line. So we have to trust in that. And you know, we're we are the, the servants, not looking for the reward. We are sowing the seed and uh, watching them grow. So that, I, I feel over the years, um, has been very rewarding. Much of what you have to do is to lead them step by step by step by step and not be excited if it just blows up. Patience is so important and, you know, they're not interested in what we've done or what we have and what we know. Mm -hmm. um, you just have to sort of keep pulling that string, let them find their, the pieces and put them together. But when the students are working in our gardens, when they're cooking, when they're um, selling the produce that they put together and you know, packaged up and so forth, when they're out doing service projects, when they're working on our, our land in terms of service, even every day just cleaning up tasks, um, that is so important for young people. They may not do that at home, and they may not get that training. It's a very practical life experience, devoted, however, to a higher cause, <laughs> to a higher dedication, to an understanding that helps them put things into perspective. As you can hear, many of the students come out to Bridal Veil to work on the grounds of the sisters' home. When I visited their home for myself, you could really see why people of all ages enjoy visiting there and why they feel a sense of peace. It was incredibly restful and prayerful. I loved seeing the sisters in their work habits, riding a lawnmower, cleaning up the flower beds, or feeding the barnyard animals. Sister Anne Claire shared about her order's unique connection with the land and why she thinks people feel a sense of peace when they visit. I find uh, when people come on this land, first of all, land is very beautiful, you're right. I mean, we, we've, we've put a lot of effort into it, but the creation always speaks. And that speaks to different people in different ways. And I think each one finds a peace. You know, they find a, the peace of God, first of all, the Eucharist is here in our tabernacle, so that's on the land. That radiates all throughout the land, and I think it's protected us. We've had two 
skirmishes with fire, where the sisters have had to evacuate. So I do feel we've been protected. But I feel that also that when people come, they, they, many have talked about that, they feel a peace here. And they can't quite explain it. Neither can we, except that God's presence is, is among them. And then also working on the land, it, that's the first relationship with us. It's not so much, you know, come into our course or <laughs> come to hear this lecture or come to this meeting. We have all of those things. But it's the intimacy of really touching God's creation, as Francis did. You know, when he first built stone by stone, Claire as, as really the plant, you know, the seed growing. And then they discover a relationship with us that builds a trust level. And when that all melts, then you can talk about theology. <laughs> then you can talk about God. God in the sense of, you know, an intellectual understanding of, of things. Um, I, I think it's a very much of a body reality that, that we as Franciscans and Franciscan Sisters of the Eucharist are devoted to, dedicated to in that way. Please make sure that you check out the video part of this series because then you can actually see all the beautiful surroundings that Sister is describing. The farm, the river, the trees, the waterfall. Better yet, contact the sisters and see if they have an upcoming event where you can visit. They often have work parties to keep up the wonderful grounds around their home and they also offer various classes and events. There is even a guest house where you can stay and make a personal retreat. I hope that you're inspired by Sister Anne Claire's story, especially by how God used her love for teaching as part of her call to this incredible life as a Franciscan sister. Maybe there's a talent or a passion of yours that God is calling you to pursue. As you see from Sister Anne Claire's story, you never know where it will lead you. But you stay close to Christ and you take one step forward at a time. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you again for joining us on Signs of Hope as we tell the stories of how God is working here in the Pacific Northwest. See you next time and may God bless you. Signs of Hope is produced by Mater Day Radio in Portland, Oregon. Find this show on your favorite podcast platform and on our free Hail Mary media app. More details are also available at materdayradio.com.